My name is Nick Wagner Sr. And I am the creator of the Full Potential Podcast. Good evening, everyone. It's Nick Wagner Sr. here. Welcome to the second episode of the Full Potential Live Show. As I had mentioned, we're doing this uh, every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Hopefully, you can't hear uh, the sleet in the background. I'm here in Connecticut, and it is sleeting outside and making a lot of noise on my windows. Hopefully, you can't hear that. And I'm thrilled, absolutely thrilled, to have Ray and Jennifer Smithberger on today's show. So thank, thank you both of you for joining together at the same time. I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Appreciate so, you having me. No, and and you know, I, I think I mentioned it when I posted the um, like the promo for this. We did the first one last week. It it went super well. We had um, no technical difficulties at all. We had. Uh, over 100 people watch it live. We had over 700 people watch the replay on, on LinkedIn. And, and and Ray, like I had mentioned, we're going to go ahead and um, share this on uh, my YouTube. I'm going to get the link to you as well. And then it's also going to turn it into my podcast, the Full Potential Podcast. And we are going to, it'll be shared on all major uh, podcast platforms as well. So anyone that wants to hear Ray and Jennifer's career story will have the chance to hear it, whether it's by video or audio, um, whatever works for you guys. So I um, mean, it looks like everything is is working, guys. So we'll go ahead and get started. Um, I got some people telling me that it, it is working and everything looks good. So why don't we just jump into it if that's all right with you guys? Yeah, okay. works great. All right. So, and again, thank you for making time. I know both of you are very busy. Um, you made time out of your busy schedule to join me for this and talk about your really, I think, unique career story. Um, and what you're doing today with Cedarship, your, your 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 startup. So, why don't we why don't we start with if you guys could both introduce yourselves a little bit about you know yourself, Ray, and yourself, Jennifer, before we dive into what you wanted to you know do with Cedarship and, and how you got there. So, Jennifer, I don't know if you want to go go first while Ray's sharing the the LinkedIn sure. post on, on on LinkedIn. Sure. So you want like a quick history that brought me here? Just like a little bit about yourself, right? So like okay. we we don't have to do the full. We'll, we'll dive I think a little bit deeper into. You're more about your career, but just a little bit about yourself and and um, and who you are. Okay. So my background has been in public relations, corporate communications, kind of executive communication support in PR agencies and then corporate for the last 12, 13 years. Um, what kind of shifted me was this desire to see, do I have the potential to do more? I've spent more than 20 years specialized, becoming an expert um, advisory in one area. And there's a desire is, can I, can I do more? Have I limited myself to just one area? Uh, it's a desire to see, do I, can I make a permanent impact um, to make the world a better place? And what would that look like if I did? So that's kind of what led me to Cedarship. That's so cool. And, and, and Ray, what about you? Yeah. So I spent uh, 20 plus years in the corporate world, um, primarily focused on building and growing organizations, had a lot of great opportunities in my jobs to meet a lot of fantastic people, lead large organizations, work on really complex and big problems. And uh, earlier this year in the spring, had an opportunity to join uh, Jennifer on Cedarship. Um, I got to the point where I didn't want to look back and regret not trying something that I always wanted to do. And I'm sure we'll talk more about kind of what fell into place and allowed me to make that uh, that change happen. But 
that's uh, over the last six months what why I'm sitting in this chair today. Yeah, and and I you know we have we have a lot to discuss because you know both of you had really successful careers and then and then you know decided to leave the leave that career in the corporate world and and branch out and, and you know create a startup, which I think is fantastic. Um, you're 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 a husband and wife startup founding you know couple, which I think is also interesting, right? So I had a startup at one point. It was with three of my friends that I that I met in college that, that I worked with in college. It was not my significant other, so we'll we'll, we'll get into that. But why don't we start with um, where, what was the inspiration? Because because Ray, you specifically just said you didn't want to regret not doing something that you've always wanted to do. So has it was it if we go back to you know, little Ray and little Jennifer on the playground or in middle school or in high school, was your dream both to always own your own business or did it kind of evolve over time? How did how did that work? Because it's not for everyone. And you guys both would agree with that. Yeah, de definitely agree with that 100 percent. I think when I was like a little, I didn't know that I necessarily wanted to have my own business. I grew up on a farm in southeast Ohio. Uh, ended up being the first person in my family to graduate from college and uh, be able to, to venture off and explore some different things. As I got into my career, one of the things that I always did was I, I managed my career like using um, a GPS system in your car. I, I always had a destination that I wanted to get to, and that destination was running a business. And I didn't know if that was running a business in the corporate world, running a business on my own. Um, but similar to that GPS analogy, I was able to create stops along the way to get me to my to my destination. So I, I knew that I wanted to do something and I had the opportunity in, in my corporate job to be a part of running some pretty big businesses. And this was kind of like the next evolution in, in my GPS was to look at uh, trying to start something from ground up on my own. And I think and I think one thing on 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 cedarship.com, which is the website for for your business, you mentioned that you both have a lot of um, people that you know, I think family members that have small businesses. So this is something that you've both experienced with with family as well. Okay. So I have uh, yes, I have my cousins, my father and my mother. So actually they all have the entrepreneur spirit. It is not a strain that is within really within myself. I'm discovering it. But yes, uh, all of them have created new concepts and, and taken large risks. So I've admired seeing that growing up. And, and, and Jennifer, did you ever think you would actually go ahead and do it and make the leap and, and work for yourself? Or was it something that you, you thought maybe? But, <laughs> what, what, no, uh, it's happened? funny because my father has been throughout our childhood, has always been trying to pressure my brother and I to take over his business. And we've always been pushing off to the other. Uh, so no, it is not something I ever thought of. I'd always thrived in large organizations with lots of structure. I always liked um, kind of challenges, but always within an established organization. It's not something I thought was for me, um, but the opportunity came. And I think it's when I realized, am I not looking at this because I'm afraid of it? Have I, have I been so comfortable in, in what I know that I'm fearful of something. And I think that's what finally made me pivot is I don't want to regret that I didn't try something because of fear and because of the unknown. And that's what then led me to constantly want to do it. I mean, it took me a, it took me a while to, to get there because I started thinking about it in 2014. Then I went back to corporate for three years 
And then it was like another three months. I even went on a hundred mile journey to go like really delve inside myself to understand. But when I finally got there, I realized I want to see if I can do this. Um, And in my search for purpose, I realized I would have to push myself beyond what I had done before. So it's interesting. And I mentioned I I own my own business that I started in college. I quit the corporate world in in 2006 to work for myself full time. But I was in my 20s and I didn't have a family. And it was a relatively low risk at that point is how I looked at it because I didn't have I didn't have a bunch of people depending on me. Um, I ended up selling that business and going back to the corporate world, which is where I know you guys from. You're doing it at a very different time. You're not doing this in your 20s. Like, and that's no, no, no offense to either of you on, on your age, but you just both mentioned you had, you know, decades of, of experience. So how was it leaving stable corporate jobs at, at, at this point in your career to go start something? Like how did uh Walk us through that process and how it went down. So I think Jennifer, I believe you you started, and then Ray, you followed. So um, how did you, Jennifer? How were you the first one to take the leap? How did this happen? So we had been doing this on our side of our desk. It was a hobby, evenings, weekends, holidays, um, and we realized if we really want to pursue this, one of us was going to. I mean, we had to dedicate full time to it. It wasn't sufficient. Uh, we had some partnerships, and it was very difficult to manage when we could only do it. In the evenings so we realized if we're going to continue one of us had to start um, you know ray has children going into college i had a little bit more flexibility so i realized let why don't i take the leap first to see if we can get some traction do a lot you know build the platform do some testing run a pilot program to see if it's something that we can fulfill you know follow through on mm-hmm. so that's why i went first um, i think the hardest things for me was this feeling that I would be letting go of a career that I had spent over 20 years building. And in my mind, it was like, uh, like that game shoots and ladders. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. I had worked all the way up and I felt like I was going to go take that slide and go all the way down to the bottom. So for me, it was, I'm leaving what I've built to start something where I don't know if it's going to be successful or not. See, I think the the, the, the big interesting thing though, is like when I did it, I was really young. I had very little experience. You have all this great experience that you've accumulated throughout your career that's going to help you be successful in the role. So while it is probably terrifying, I think that was a, a big help. So before we go to Ray and hear about you know how we went from Jennifer first and then to Ray, can you just explain to the audience what is the concept behind Cedarship? Because I, it, when, when you guys told me about it, it was like nothing I'd ever heard of before. So can you just share with the audience like, how do you describe it to people and what it is and why it exists before we hear about Ray's journey into working with you full time? Go for it. <laughs> so we, we wanted to um, basically at, at its simplest form is in our corporate lives, we saw corporations taking what good that they did. They called it corporate social responsibility. Um, they use that to help promote their brand. Couple that with the fact that, as Jennifer had mentioned, she has small businesses in her family. I have small businesses in my family. And what we wanted to do was take that concept of corporate social responsibility and create something that allowed small local businesses to be able to tell their story and actually see the impact that they're making in the community. Um, And it kind of goes back to when we first started this. We didn't know exactly what we wanted it to evolve into. We we knew we want it one we wanted it to center around kindness. And what we found is that all of these small local businesses are doing so much in their community. They're, they're 
um, making a big impact, but yet there was nothing that was easy to use, um, simple to help them tell that story. So when, we to, real quick, when you say they're doing things in the community, can you give some examples to the audience? What, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so they're constantly asked to, to give back and they, they give back as part of their business model. I got gotcha. you. So, you know, part of what they have is they have relationships with their customers in the local community. They often see them face to face and these customers are walking in their store and asking them. And we were at a, a business event and did a survey and two thirds of those businesses said they're asked to donate back to the community more than five times a month. Wow. And many of them do it, um, but necessarily it's not visible. So we wanted to help create something to allow them to make that more visible, authentic and transparent. The level that you get at corporate, it's more of they get asked to donate gift certificates or their time, their employees are donating their time or small donations here or there to sponsor various events, you know, the local festival, a youth sports team. So they do a lot in a smaller. So we wanted to help them aggregate what they do so that they can see the entire impact and realize it is a large investment that they're putting in the community. So the first thing was helping them track and measure what they give. And the second was how can they share what they give and make it visible? So it's not something that kind of just ends at the end of that activity or event. How do you keep it top of mind year round? And I love that because in where, you know, from, from large corporations, they have, you know, they have organizations that do this, right? They have a civic affairs organization. They have a corporate responsibility organization that, that's able to do this. But small businesses, I mean, and you guys are living it now, right? you do everything right and and you know while this probably sounds like something that yeah that i'm sure if you ask some of these small businesses do you need this they're probably like yeah of course we need this but they never thought they could they could actually make it happen right so i think i love the concept so and i just wanted to, you guys to share that just so people kind of understood what the platform was because it is so unique and i don't think there's anything else out there like this so so ray so jennifer jennifer um make takes the plunge you start as a hobby jennifer joins full-time and jennifer what year did you start doing it full-time when was that so I started June, June 18th was when I left my corporate job. So 19th, so I started like- Not that you remember that, the date at all. I right? remember 2018, 2018, June 18, 2018 is when I started full-time. And God, that was tense. That was, we had a family vacation planned and I stayed behind because I was going to cram learning how to do product development in one week. <laughs> what, what was- um. So that first day full time at Cedarship, do you remember what that was like? I had to set up all of our kind of basic operations, you know, the the technology that we needed to, to work effectively with our developers. So it was like the voice over IP system. My God, it was a plethora. They'd given me a list of all these technologies I needed to set up. So here I was doing research to understand what I was setting up. So that was the first thing. And then it was getting out there, giving feedback to the designer so they knew what to build. So I basically called around everyone that I was a customer of to set up meetings to go do one-on-ones and learn as much as possible. That's that's so cool. I mean, I love getting that feedback directly from the customer is so important. So, so that was 2018. So you start full-time. And then how did it evolve to the point where this year in 2019, Ray was able to make the leap and, and join full-time? Like how did that you know, over the past year, how did that change? Yeah, so we did um, some test events where we brought small businesses together to continue kind of testing the concept. Um, as Jennifer was out kind of showing people what we were starting to build, we started to gain a lot of interest. 
and people were curious about what we were doing and even got to the point where without even marketing, she sold a handful of accounts. <laughs> so we, we knew that there was something in this. We, we knew that there was um, a business model that we could center around this concept. And so then we started talking about how do we spend more time with it? Do we want to hire someone to help support Jennifer? Um, when do I want to um, join? Because I, I think when we started it, I didn't really think that I would actually join it for quite some time. Um, we thought that this, I didn't realize that. Yeah, we, we thought this would be kind of a slow build. Uh, we wouldn't gain as much traction and interest as we did. And so then whenever Jennifer was kind of coming back, sharing all of the feedback, um, opportunities to go out and speak, it became apparent that there was some opportunity for us. And so then we started talking about, all right, well, is there an opportunity for me to join and spend more time helping to build this? Because we needed to just spend a lot more time in product development, gaining feedback, um, you know, et cetera. So in April of this year, an opportunity presented itself where um, I was able to leave the corporate world and join um, Jennifer. And I can remember um, my first day, um, it uh, walking into our office, um, which you know, is a small office, and walking from sort of a, a big job where I had instant credibility when I walked into a room to going out and starting to meet with folks yeah. and having people basically think that it felt like they thought I knew nothing and they were sharing very basic things with me because they didn't know anything about my background. So um, that was a big uh, you know, hit to the ego, walking into some of those meetings and people you know, talking about, well, you know, marketing on Facebook or you know, do you have a business plan? Have you thought about this? Uh, you know, you know, in order to grow your business, here's a couple of things that you may want to do. Um, so that that was a big change for me, walking out of that big corporate world into starting my own organization and basically having zero credibility after building a, a pretty successful career. Yeah, I I can imagine that being uh, very different and very interesting at the same time. So. So, so, so why don't we, why don't we, uh, why don't we pivot and I'll, I'll ask, because I, I mentioned this earlier. So your husband and wife working together, living together. Um, that's a lot of together time as you can probably imagine. So how, how does that go? Right? Like how does, um, how, how do the two of you work together? How do you decide who does what I'm assuming? Obviously, Jennifer, you have strengths, you know, from your background and Ray, you have strengths from your background. So how do you decide who does what and, and divide, you know, and, and conquer responsibilities and, and tasks you have to get done? I would say it's been a learning process for sure. Um, it took a while. We, in the beginning, the first couple of months, we had so many different approaches that we had. We had like post-it system, we had a whiteboard, we had all these uh, pad sheets everywhere. We tried, you know, technology. I think now we finally have it. It's been the last couple, like maybe two or three months where we actually have a system that works. We regularly have a cadence of meetings. Some of them are like planning ahead, you know, long-term. Some of our week to week. The others are strategy meetings. But it, it took a while to determine, but we did also separate um, based off of areas of strengths. So I'm responsible for sales, marketing, communications, kind of events, partnerships, and support on strategy when I'm providing kind of customer feedback. Right. And then Ray is responsible for financial, legal, product development, and roadmap, accounting. What else have I left off? Sweeping the floor. 
That, that's the fun operations. Of being, the yeah. fun like of being that. a small business owner. You get to do everything. That's great. Yeah. We're both aware of what's going on, but it comes down to when there's a decision or tiebreaker, the person that owns that area kind of take the lead with it. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. Yeah, it did take us it was a couple of months to, well, maybe more than a couple of months to get into a groove because you're, like you said, we're, we're constantly, we're working together, we're at home together. And so we got to the point where, you know, even at the at-home moments, it was constantly turned on. We're constantly talking about the business, trying to figure out what do we need to do next? How do we keep momentum going? Um, I think it actually forced us to become better communicators, which seems maybe just a little bit weird, but it's, it's forced us to be able to talk about things because obviously when you're working with your spouse, you don't want to disappoint them. And, you know, in the entrepreneurial world, you hear a lot more no's than yeses, and there's constant rejection. And so whenever that's happening, you definitely don't want to disappoint, you know, the, the person that uh, not only your business partner, but that you're married to. So that was something that we had to work through and develop a support system to make sure that we were, were managing um, Sometimes I can be much more, move much faster, you know, coming from the corporate world where I had big teams and I could get a lot of things done by having other people do it and moving into that environment yeah. where it's just, you know, Jennifer and I um, was a big learning for me as well, sort of within the relationship because I had to get used to things not happening according to my timetable um, that, that I was used to in the past as well. Yeah, no, I mean, I think... My business was with three friends and that was hard enough because again, we wanted to make sure we stayed friends and we, you know, we didn't talk about outside of work. So I could absolutely see how that would be a challenge for, for the two of you living together and being married and everything. So I'm glad, I'm glad you've kind of worked that out and, and come to gotten to a point where it works, works well. So the business is still relatively young, but I want to kind of, I want to hear from both of you and this, maybe this differs between each of you you know, biggest accomplishment to date since you started the business and maybe the biggest um, learning opportunity to date since you started the business? What, what would you guys, what would you share? First. Sure, I'll, I'll go first. I'll start with the learning opportunity. I think in the beginning, we were getting so much feedback and there were so many opportunities that we actually overextended ourselves and built way too much. <clears throat> so we, we actually turned off um, in the summer of this year, we turned off half the platform that we built. Oh, wow. Because we were focused on small businesses, local businesses, and we had a whole nother um, part of the platform that was developed for nonprofits. So I, I actually um, <clears throat> sat down with someone that had started and sold a few businesses. And the very first thing that they said was, you're trying to do too much. And you got to narrow your focus in order to gain traction with one of your constituents before you start thinking about building more. That's good so, advice. Yeah, that, that was my biggest learning was we we tried to solve too many problems at once. Um, I think the biggest accomplishment, I would say uh, we went to an event and um, people actually had heard of us, which was, you know, nice. was kind of interesting. They're like, oh, yeah, we've heard of Cedarship. And I was like, oh, really? Wow. OK. Um, you know, so that, that was kind of interesting and actually felt good that. Our name was getting around and people actually recognized the name and uh, knew a little bit about what we were doing, what we were trying to do. How about you? I think one of the biggest accomplishments is 
you know, I was so, so used to working um, in corporate, telling the strategy of the company and the stories always evolving. Um, but it was like I walked into something where there was already an existing story. I was always just evolving it, morphing it, making it mm -hmm. relevant to the external world. But it was never starting one from scratch, plus one that is my my baby, right? So I think for a long time I struggled with how to communicate it. And I did not do a good job. We participated in a pitch event where we had five minutes to tell our story. Um, so that was hard. You know, how do you condense what you've been working on basically for two, three years into five minutes? But when we did that pitch and we won, I think that was the first time because it was a room full of strangers who were there judging you. And they understood what we were doing, why we were doing it, the business case for doing it, and, and saw that there was value. In that. So that was the first time I realized, okay, we had a turning point. Now we're starting to be able to tell the story in an effective way. Um, learning is, I think for me in, in corporate world, when I, when people came to me, I had to turn things over perfect final condition here. It's ready to go, ready to be executed. As an entrepreneur, I have any given day, 10 things to do. I don't have the time to focus and make everything perfect. So do I want to accomplish one or do I want to get 10 moving? So it's learning when it's good enough, because to be honest, nothing has ever been final. It's always moving and evolving and changing. So that's it's having to have the discipline to realize where, OK, this is good to move forward with. And that's yeah. something I'm obviously still working on. No, I think those are great examples. And I love, uh, you know, Ray, I love how you mentioned that you turned off you know, parts of the platform for the nonprofit. So you, you, you know, you, you pivoted and, and narrowed your focus. And um, I've done that with, you know, some stuff that I've done with our, with my, the nonprofit that my wife and I have. And I can absolutely tell you that it's, you don't set out obviously thinking you're going to do that, but then when you finally get there and you make that change and, and you're like, Oh, this is so obvious. Right. So it's just interesting how things kind of evolve as you go. Um, as you learn, I think you're, the, why you guys have been successful, why I think you will continue to be successful is because you're willing to listen and make those changes. Right. So if you're not, you're not saying, no, we can't, we can't evolve. Right. And so I think that's one of the reasons you guys have probably been so successful so quickly. Yeah. And it's hard to, um, to turn those things off because we saw a, a specific need, but my, hope is that whenever we're ready to turn them back on, it actually right. allows us to progress much quicker. So we, we needed to narrow our focus, but, um, you know, it was hard to go in and actually say, and, I, and Jennifer even, you know, kind of pushed me on this to say, we need to, you know, we need to narrow even harder. You know, we need to turn things off. And then um, at the same time, though, she was coming back with, hey, I just got, I just met with someone and they said that this is needed. And we need to build this. And I'm like, well, we just decided to turn turn that side off. Why, why do we want to build more stuff? So there was a constant battle even taking place yeah. while we were doing that. So and, and, you know, just, just to wrap, wrap up the conversation about what you guys are doing and, and why you're doing it. It seems like, I mean, it's the small business community, at least here in the U.S., is such a huge part of, uh, of you know, how this country was 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 was, was built. Right. Um when you worked in the corporate world where I work today, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of large corporations, but there are so many small businesses that make up the fabric of all our communities. It's great to see you guys doing something that's helping those small business owners. So I guess my, my, my last question about Cedarship is you're a small business owner. You want to get more information. Um, you want to hear what's all, what's, what's all about, what it's all about. 
is going to your website the best way to get in touch with you? What's the best way for people to learn about the platform? Yeah, so um, first step, definitely visit us at cedarship.com. Uh, there's a lot of new information out there. We just launched a, a brand new version um, of our website at the beginning of November. Um, if you know there's more that you, you need, we're happy to talk to you. You can reach out to me at ray at cedarship.com. Um, Jennifer is jennifer at cedarship.com. We kept it kind of simple. Uh, more than happy to, to talk with folks about what they're doing in their local community and figuring out how we can help. And you guys are on social media as well. So once, and I appreciate you sharing, you know, um, the promos for this this conversation on social media. So whether you're watching this live or the, whether you're watching the recording of this, we'll make sure we put the cedarship.com website in the, the show description um, for, for, for everyone to get in touch with you guys. So whether it's on YouTube or it's on the podcast or here on LinkedIn, everyone will be able to see that cedarship.com is a website. So, um, so again, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to, to chat today. I always close the podcast because it is called the full potential podcast or live show, whatever you want to call it. Cause I'm doing both at the same time. We, I always ask my guests, what is some, what is your advice that's helped, you know, that's helped you guys reach your full potential that you can share with the audience. So what is one or two things that you think you've done in your careers that's helped you be so successful that you would want to share? Yep. You want to go for Let me think about it. All right. Um, I, it's a really good question, Nick, and I think I would go back to um, maybe where I started with the, the GPS model. I think when I was in the corporate world, a lot of individuals would come into my office and say, you know, hey, uh, I'm looking for some career advice. <clears throat> and the very first thing that I would ask them is, well, where do you want to go? And I would say most of the time they would say, I really don't know. And my response would be, I can't help you get somewhere if you don't know where you want to go. Right. So right. until you can tell me where that is, I don't know how to help you. And so it goes back to sort of that GPS model and actually having a destination for your career. And like a GPS, it doesn't have to be your final endpoint. You can change that. It gives you multiple ways to get there, but at least have a destination and keep it very broad in general. But if you can at least target a place that you want to go, um, it helps you keep it keeps you on track and gives you an opportunity to make stops along the way but you're still focused and you have an endpoint in a true north. Well said. And with me, I, I think I'm going to have two. So the first one is I can remember I've always had um, like platforms I wanted to reach. So in the beginning, it was I want to work in the biggest PR firm. Then I want to work, you know, support CEOs. It was all even my personal life. It was I, I need to, to get to 26.2 miles. It was always a destination but I was always so driven to achieve it that I didn't enjoy the process along the way. So this is the first time that I realized I should be relishing in all these setbacks and the learnings and the experiences we're having to enjoy the process of being an entrepreneur uh, versus so focused on saying, no, we're only successful when, you know, when we scale and when we have X amount of customers, I need to enjoy every step along the way. Um, the other point I was going to mention is that, the experience just showed me that I actually am capable of doing a lot more than I had thought I had in my life. So being open-minded and willing to push yourself to try new things, because I've learned new things that I enjoy that I never, ever would have thought was something that I would be good at or, or possible for me. So I think now as I reflect, I don't just define myself as just a communications person. I mean, I, I really feel like I'm evolving into something much more. 
Yeah, and, and, and I think, and I think again, well said. But I, th I think you have to, Jennifer. I think based off of being an entrepreneur, you have to become good at so many different things that where before you were more specialized in what you what you did in the corporate world. Now you have to be. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to say a generalist, but you have to just be better at a wider variety of things. So, so I, again, thank you so much. And I'll leave you this. You know, Ray. I know you've been inspiring people. I know for a long time I've had people um, that that you used to work with tell me you used to send a, a daily email to. Um, I don't know how big the distribution list got, but I heard it was pretty pretty large. And every day you'd write and share some inspirational bit of knowledge. Um, with that email distribution. So I know that you've inspired a lot of people in the corporate world. It sounds like you're inspiring a lot of people in the entrepreneurship world as well. And, uh, you know, I just, I wish you both the best of luck and I really appreciate you guys making time tonight. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Nick. It's, uh, appreciate you having us on here and love what you're doing with this as well and wish you the best of luck with, with your uh, live show and all of the stuff that uh, you're doing to help grow people uh, to their fullest potential. Well, I think, I think you, again, you guys have a great career story and I, that's why I wanted to have you on because I think it's so unique and what you're doing is so cool. So, so cedarship.com, we'll put it in the, in the, in the URL, uh, in the, the show notes and everything. And uh, thank you again, everyone for watching tonight and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks guys. If you'd like to learn more about our movement, please visit our website, fullpotentialmovement.com. You can also find us on social media. We have an Instagram, Facebook, and a YouTube Thank you again, and we hope you come back to hear another episode.